Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruit of Plains of the Greatest Nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. It is Thursday before Christmas, and I guess the uh, Christmas rush is on where it can be on. I guess it's going to be pretty dismal this year, but I'm glad that you came along with us to, uh, I'm going to try and help brighten your day if we possibly can and uh, enlighten you on some things and just be with you on the journey. That's what we want to do uh, daily, build the bridge to conversation right here in uh, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. I want to thank you for tuning in to us on the flagship station, Red State Talk Radio, Red State Talk, the talk monster, the largest talk platform in the nation. And if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not. It is iconic. And um, you will see the C.L. Bryant show pop up on the Red State Talk billboard that's up there above Ripley's. Believe it or not, in every hour on the hour, well, every hour the C.L. Bryant show does pop up there. And old CL's face looking right back at ya. Hey, um, speaking of bright lights in big cities like Times Square in New York where that billboard is, let me tell you something. I just tweeted this out. Uh, follow me at Rev CL Bryant at Rev CL Bryant. And uh, you will see uh, a, an image, a picture of a church building. Okay, where the church assembles, that's where the church meets in that building. It's a, the picture of a church building. It's not the church, it's the church building, okay? Uh, anyway, I, I put the picture up there. And I, I, I wrote that I, I cannot imagine this being a strip club. But if it were, it could be open and set its own rules for COVID control. What? Wait wait a minute. Am I I missing something here now? The church, if it calls itself, oh, come on now, a strip club, it can open and uh, pretty much set its own rules for what it wants to do. It's totally abstract and upside down. There's no question about it. And uh, we're going to be talking about it today, this and many other things, including Uh, Keeping Georgia red, I have uh, with me Ali Alexander, who's going to be with me. Stop Steel, he's uh, a part of that uh, Stop Steel movement. Uh, I need to ask him, are we running out of runway? Because the president ran out of runway. He has no legal course left. Really, that was the only courses that we had, uh, the campaign had to take were legal challenges. All he has exhausted every legal challenge that he has. The Supreme Court has basically told him to go sit down. 
I mean, it's a, it might have well been a 9-0 decision. The Supreme Court basically told him uh, uh, nothing to see here. Yeah, now, now that's what you have going on. That's what we have going on in our nation right now. The Supreme Court basically told him, and full knowing full well, Joe Biden could not have possibly pulled up. This is this is like the this is like the uh, D student in the class who all of a sudden gets straight A's on the exam. That's not to say he's not brilliant. But if you're brilliant like that, why get the D's? Yeah, you're just wanting to wow us. Is that what it is? Joe, Joe, Joe has run for president three times legitimately. And he has been flogged. I mean, flogged. Ever since. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, he has never gained more than 1% of his own parties that he's been a part of for over uh, nearly 50 years. He's never gained more than 1% of their support. So, he's been the D student. <laughs> That's what he was. He was the D student. And uh, all of a sudden, he pulls a f- straight flush. I guess luck can happen. I mean, or happenstance, whatever. I guess it does happen. Chance and happenstance, as Solomon said, you know, it happens to us all. Circumstances happen to everybody. And I guess a good circumstance like winning the presidency of the United States when the vote tally is questioned and nobody believes that you could have gotten more votes than Barack Obama when he ran the second time. And you have a cloud of your son not just playing footsies under the table with the Chinese but he, he has serious clouds on him, period. Serious ones. And so, my fellow Americans, you want me to believe that somehow Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Uncle Joe, Uh, if anyone can mess it up, it'll be Joe, that Joe Biden. (laughs) And and knowing that only the, 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 the repulsiveness of Bernie Sanders is the only thing that saved him this time. Bernie, Bernie Sanders was just too repulsive for, um, you know, people it's just too repulsive nancy pelosi couldn't stomach him uh you know hey acacia cortez loved him in fact he made her he pretty much made her what she is and she made him she used him he used her neither one cared 
they both got their share. And I do believe there were some night moves that were going on there on Capitol Hill to get this. There's no question about it. Not in Capitol Hill in Pennsylvania, Georgia, what have you. Uh, You know, Wisconsin, Michigan, where I was on the ground in Georgia as well. I've been, of course, in Pennsylvania. I've been all over the place. Going back. Going to have to. Especially if we win the Senate seats. If we hold the Senate seats in Georgia, uh, and especially if we don't hold the Senate seats in Georgia, I am going to be absolutely on the road. And I guess it's best that I'm uh, as free as a bird. And so uh, this is what I am envisioning especially in light of the strip clubs um, being open and the um, churches. Well, you had to be closed. You had to become a strip club as a church in order to be open now. That's the way things are now. That's how topsy. You heard that topsy-turvy? That's an old experiment. Topsy-turvy. That's how upside down this is. Big time upside down. And so the question that I always have for all of you is this. What are you going to do about it? Coming up um, in the show will be Ali Alexander, Chad Miller, who is an author from the Port St. Lucie area. Um, And I want him to uh, talk about his book, Dad the Mom. And uh, I think you have a lot more men these days who are filling that role. It's, in fact, is um, incredible, incredible how that role has flipped. Uh, Aja Smith will be joining me as well, giving an update on the, well, the nuttiness, the craziness that's going on out in California, in fact, um, and what she is, you know, doing after, after the race. And so we will, we will see and touch base with America here just shortly uh, when we bring up Ali uh, Alexander at the um, the um, bottom toward the bottom of the hour uh, stopping the steal is still you know and, and I, I think about this and I want you to think about this um, six months from now uh, you know it does not appear that the president is going to be able to retain uh, the office. It does not yet appear that that's the case. Now, God has a way of uh, still moving. There is no question about that. There's no question about that. But in the carnal eye, it does not appear that he will be able to retain the office and you ask yourself you ask yourself what what will it look like uh in 6 months okay uh joe biden is president of the united states uh, nancy pelosi looks as though she's uh being uh, she's under siege uh and she's under siege by uh not reining in slapping around that young congresswoman when she first got to the hill but she was afraid to Rain in Ocasio, 
Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, um, who's probably about as big as a, a minute, or if you think about a pixie, she's about as big as a pixie. Um, she should have reined her in. She should have been the queen bee from the word go, but she she allowed uh, her to become the the uh, the star of the show. That's what she did. And, of course, now what's happened? You create that Frankenstein. Guess what happens? You've seen the movie. He comes after you. And that is what is happening. He's coming after you. Yeah. And so they blatantly. And, and folks, there is no other way to say it. They blatantly stole this election. And guess what? Just about everybody knows it. You would have to be blind and crazy and perhaps even crippled. I don't know. If you cannot see that, that, my friend, is indeed the biggest heist, whether it be of jewelry or bank robbery or or whatever, whatever, that which has just been pulled off, what you have just witnessed as you stood there looking at it with your own eyes right in front of your American Republic eyes you have witnessed the biggest heist in the history of the United States you witnessed this is more in this is more magic than 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 not Seinfeld what's the guy a Copperfield this is greater magic than David Copperfield could possibly pull off. Do you know why? Because as you are looking at it, you're calculating, you're seeing what's happening. You're seeing how they're killing. You're seeing how they're tricking you. And when they do it and they tell you, oh, what you you anticipated happening because of the original numbers around 1030 in the evening, that dramatically changed around 11.30 in the evening in one side's favor without any consideration to the other side at all. All of these last-minute votes that came in favored Biden. They pulled this off right in front of your eyes. It was a greater magic trick than David Copperfield has ever pulled off. Ever. And my question to you is, what are you going to do about it? They told you who they wanted to be president. And you said, okay, okay. You went right along with it. Okay. Well, when it doesn't 
work out for you. It just doesn't work out. And the only thing you can do, I guess, if you want to accept that, is say, okay. But, folks, it did work out for you. Your president actually won the race. And everybody knows it. And you know what? The so-called mainstream news media, they know that he won the race. They know that he did. They know Joe Biden is, is an empty suit. In fact, he's the emptiest of suits. You realize that? He is the emptiest of suits. And friends, don't make any mistake. Don't make an error on this. Hear me when I tell you this. What, when, what, what will it look like six months from now? And, you know, Bongino um, tweeted out something or parlored out something. Um, you know, the, he a question. How long do you give Joe Biden to be president of the United States before he shuffles off? He may have to shuffle off, you know, because of this Hunter thing. He may have to. But so far, uh, we've been inept as Republicans to do anything uh, effective to thwart the overthrow of our nation. And so it, it lends itself to believe that uh, very little will be done as far as the selling of our, our nation. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Rev C L Bryant. Let me tell you something. Uh, if, if, if the, if the boy sold, if he sold the VP, Oh my goodness. If that was the big guy to him with his father being the VP, with his dad being the president, oh, I, I, within six months, the Bidens will be amazingly wealthy. Amazingly wealthy. If he's as effective at selling the presidency as he is at selling the VP, he was effective. Oh, yes, he was. He was effective and we're going to try to be effective in combating uh, this as long as we can and we're going to fight on anyhow regardless of what uh, may happen because truly it's our country uh, it's, and I'm resolved to um, try and preserve it I'm resolved to doing it Come along with me on this journey as we do that. I am CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Thank you for coming along. I'll be back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains to the C.L. Bryant Show. I want to thank all of you for making our show as popular as it has uh, become. And I thank you also for, um, hey, putting up with me and Michelle for over, what, six, going on seven years now. We're entering into our seventh year on uh, the air just does not seem as though it could be that long but it has been uh since we started doing this this radio show the cl bryant show uh i have run across some really interesting people uh in uh, this seven-year journey and one of them is my next guest uh this young man uh ali alexander is a an incredible shaker and mover and he is one of the uh, upfront out front activist with Stop the Steal. And I want all of you to help me welcome back to the show, Ali Alexander. How are you, my brother? CL, the Reverend, my brother, how are you? I am doing fantastically well, and I'm so glad to see that you are still fighting the good fight, friend. What's going on out there? How are we stopping this thing? What's going on? Well, right now, what Stop the Steal is focused on is curing this botched electoral college. What we know is that seven states are sending dueling slates of electors to the college, which means that Mike Pence or the two chambers are going to have to make a decision on credentials. But what we need is we need one brave United States senator to join Congressman Mo Brooks, that's out of Huntsville, Alabama, in objecting to the certification, again, of this botched electoral college. And so that's what we're doing right now. We're trying to lobby the GOP senators. We need, we really want more than one, but all it takes is one, and uh, that will help us stiffen the spine of Vice President Mike Pence, but also let the party know, the party faithful know, that we, the Republican Party, will continue to fight for your votes. If not, CL, I fear that the Republican Party will implode. It very well could. And, Ali, let's talk about runway and courage. You mentioned you were hoping that uh, some uh, Republican would step up, would have courage enough to step up. I, I, I'm in and out of D.C. a lot. I run into a lot of these uh, legislators. And let me tell you something. I, Ali, I don't see a lot of them that have any innate courage. Do you? No. And, I mean, it's. It's they have created a power vacuum that honestly, you know, just talking as your friend and a friend of your listeners, it's made me uncomfortable. It has made I'm an organizer. I'm a strategist. I like to be more behind the scenes, as you know, than up front. But the Republican Party in its abandoning of Trump has made me 
famous in the grassroots. And it's again, it's very uncomfortable. I spent tens of thousands of dollars now in security, uh, you know, on our two marches on D.C. and these other events that I've gone to, Antifa open carries in Phoenix, Arizona, and Atlanta, where I've done a lot of the work trying to save these red states. And this power vacuum is because we can't get two dozen Republican elected leaders to stand up. And so people are crying and saying, you know, who will stand up for our votes? Who will answer these questions about voter integrity, election integrity? Who's counting our ballots? How they're being counted? How can we audit the vote? And I just think it's a disaster. There's no courage right now. There is no courage. Then let's talk about the runway. Uh, Ali, uh, we got to get this thing off the ground here. Something has to happen soon. Uh, When are we looking at running out of time, running out of the runway here? Well, um, uh, I'll be honest. You know, I haven't shared this date publicly. uh, But, you know, there is a law, a statutory law that that Mike Pence and, and, and the Congress, even the brave ones, are not going to ignore. And that law says that if there are dueling states or controversy as the Constitution defines it, it must be settled six days before the certification. Well, that sixth day will be December 31st. And it says if if the controversy has not been settled, you must defer to the slate that has the executive seal from the state. So that will be the governor or the secretary of state. That means all Biden electors. And so we're running out of time, you know, and this is the way I put it. We have an obligation to act and to act on faith so that there is enough runway when God wants to land the miracle. You know, I don't know how we're going to win this. I don't know if we win it by December 31st. I don't know if we win it in a debate where we're talking to 7.5 billion people around the, the world in a in a two-chamber debate exposing the voter fraud and even Democrats have a change of heart and mind. I don't know. All I know is that every day I'm calling legislators and members of Congress. Every day, that's what everyone needs to be doing by going to stopthesteal.us where we have all of their phone numbers posted. You don't have to sign up with us. You don't have to give us your information. You don't have to give us a donation. We've centralized a a call script and and that information because we have to be self-governing again or there's not going to be a runway for God to land that miracle. Folks, uh, I want you to hear what Ali is saying to you. He's giving you the good, the bad, the juicy, the sweet, the bitter. And uh, I got to tell you something, folks. There is a time now for all of us to have, a, 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 as Grandma would say, a shown up check on yourself. Uh, you know, you have to check on yourself. And uh, otherwise, we are lost here. I, I don't know how we got here, but Ali, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because it is, this thing has happened before our very eyes. We have witnessed, or we are witnessing, if we can't stop this deal, the greatest heist. And I'm talking about mm. diamonds. Uh, I'm talking about including diamonds, money, bank robberies, what have you. This stealing of the presidency of the United States uh, in, in your in your seeing and you, within your sight, it, it's greater than David Copperfield could have pulled off. This is magic yeah. that they are sh- they, they are pulling this off in front of your eyes. And Ali, I don't understand how it is we as Americans have gotten here. How did we get to this place where they told us that this is who is going to be your president? And we said, okie doke. What happened here, man? 
I think it's incrementalism. I think that the church, it's, it's the same question as how is it that so many pastors are comfortable closing their churches and trading it for Chinese software on Zoom? All of us are guilty. And, and, and truly, actually, it is the faithful, the people who are supposed to be stewarding the rest of the world that have turned our backs from our responsibility. So whose fault is it? It's the fault of the capitalists who has decided that they will have business arrangement with corporations that decide to regulate our cultures at home, not just the workplace. It is the fault of the conservative who doesn't hold the Republican Party's feet to the fire. It is the fault of the Republican who phones it in and sends a small donation but won't spend their time learning about how this system works. It is the fault of the Christian who won't say brave words and true words to our allies. It's our fault for not stewarding the world. And that's why I think that Stop the Steal movement is a movement of repentance. It's saying we haven't been a self-governing country. We've allowed the bureaucrats to build this this automatic system with, oh, well, there's a court decision. Oh, there's a deadline. I guess we have to go around with it. Well, yeah, Biden stole the election, but, you know, he stole it fair and square. Cheaters aren't winners. And we just got to say you're a liar, you're a cheater, and you're not going in that White House by hook or by crook. And so that's where I am. And I think that's where millions and millions of Americans are. So we just have to light the torch, CL. And we will see that we are the majority. And it will be accomplished peacefully. And I think a spirit will hover over this land and heal it, and it will be miraculous. Let me ask you this, then, uh, about this Georgia uh, runoff election here, Leffler, Warnoff. I, do, do people actually know who Warnoff, who Raphael Warnoff is? And, and the strangest thing is, uh, Ali, is that he preaches from the pulpit of the dreamer, Dr. King, who wanted us to be uh, judged by the content of our character. He preaches from Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. That was King's church. And uh, I, I, the, the message that comes from that pulpit now, as opposed to what came from that pulpit then, is absolutely shocking because King was not anti-America. King just wanted to think mm-hmm. the, 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 the playing field to be level so we'd have opportunity. But Warnoff hates his country, in my estimation. What do you think? I, I think so. You know, I'm so hyper-focused that I've only been able to peek at that race. Uh, and I'll tell you, the Republicans there are in a fight for their life because they could be fighting harder for Trump. And so not only do you have the middle that you're scared of, not only do you have an energized left through Stacey Abrams and Michael Bloomberg money, you know, turning out the full vote there on the left, but you have hardcore Trump supporters, people that Trump brought to the party says, well, if you're not going to fight for Trump, I'm going to sit home. If you told me the Dominion machines are rigged, I'm not going to vote on them. You know, if they're not checking signatures on the absentee mail-in ballots, why use them? So right now the Republicans are headed for a five to seven to 10 point loss. I'm not kidding, okay? Uh, and we've got to figure out how to solve that because yeah, this, this uh, you know, I, I don't even want to call him a reverend, a wannabe reverend has said some evil things, some hateful things, some bigoted things, some nasty things. And, uh, but you know, the voters are like, well, you know, what's the point? It's all rigged. And so, um, you know, everyone's gotta be putting boots on the ground in Georgia. 
And, you know, I'm going to hold my nose for the Republican Party. I'm, I'm ticked off at them. Okay, I'm really ticked off at them. Yeah. But I'm going to save that ire for 2022 and just try to figure this Georgia situation out by holding my nose right now. You know, I know that we can't deal in um, hyper, um, you know, circumstances that uh, are not, you know, presently presentable as far as uh, projecting the future is concerned. But, Ali, when we talk about 2022 and uh, we try to look there, we're about to cross over into 21, and we look at our American future, what, it, what give us a couple of scenarios, hypotheticals, that uh, as, as we, we wind down here. Uh, that that could happen. Give us a couple of situations that could happen. Let's happen. What happens if Stop the Steal is successful? If Stop the Steal is successful, then uh, 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 126 to 150 members of the House join Congressman Mo Brooks in objecting to the certification of the Electoral College and uh, anywhere from five to ten senators, GOP senators, also join in that and um or you know we proved that democrat corporatists have been stealing elections from progressives as well and and then maybe both parties are objecting to it uh uh then then the two chambers divide into a debate and i if, if they are televised then we get a chance to show the world and that's where i think god might be setting this up where we get a chance to show the world i mean over a billion people will tune in if those two chambers go into debate and say, well, what, what is it that they have? And that might be the moment that God has set us up for. And, you know, and then it would prove it was his and his alone. And then people say, okay, well, this election really was stolen. We're going to hand it to Donald Trump. Now, my fear is what this has always been, what Antifa has always been, what BLM has always been, a paid-for operation here on Earth. But I think that Satan is inspiring these inciters, there aren't enough leftists to create a civil war, but there are enough leftists funded by George Soros and their gang to incite a war where we lose sight of how we started this disagreement. And that's what they tried this summer. And that's what they're trying now. And it is it, it is it is an evil order. It is all in the service of this thing called the Great Reset. And, you know, do not be fooled. This is all planned. And what they want us to do is lack the courage of our convictions or to surrender to comfort, to surrender to alternatives that don't involve division. I'm telling them right now, I'm standing here. I'm a sovereign man under God. And if you come at me, then I'm going to stand my ground, period. You know, I'm not going to start the civil war, but if they bring one to our doorstep, we will answer the call, period. So... If we're successful, my heart breaks for this country unless it is so utterly revealed that even the Democrat says, Antifa, sit down. That's what we need. That's absolutely the only way we all survive this together. That's the only way we all survive this together. Ali Alexander, give everybody a means of contacting you, bringing you to a place where they are once we win this fight. I don't even want to consider the alternatives, folks, but I'll bring Ali back if we have to face those alternatives because he has told us what very well may be in the wind, and you know it is. You know it is. 
you see the rioters and the looters, they don't know what it is to actually face people who know how to rebel against government. The rioter, he was right. Antifa and those, uh, you know, rabble rousers, that's all they are. America was founded by people who knew about revolution. We're born out of it. And those people are only born out of rabble. There's a whole difference. And you're talking about patriots who have within themselves, and they have within their DNA, a Judeo-Christian ethic with the spirit of David and the warrior Christ that we're looking at that shall soon return. We're looking at folks, a people who know how to rebel, and we shall see what's necessary here in these days to come. Ali, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Go to StopTheSteel.us. That is www.StopTheSteel.us. We are the official home of the protest movement that seeks a rebellion against the system and seeks a revival inside this country. We are spiritual and political, and we are not going to stop. We have the target states up there that we want you to protest in. We have the phone numbers if you have to call from home. We can save this country. Do not lose hope. Spread the faith. Don't just keep it. And we can win this. We can win this. We just need the resolve. I believe it. I believe it. And, Lord, I'm asking you to to help my unbelief in it uh, as far as that is concerned. But I'm with you, man. I'm with you all the way. You know that. God bless you and God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight, Ali Alexander. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. I uh, uh, will be talking to you soon, brother. Thank you. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. That was Ali Alexander. And I want you to know, my friends, that um, his boots are on the ground. And he is, in fact, mobilizing, educating, and, in fact, energizing people on the ground across America, doing his best to make certain that the biggest heist that uh, we have seen in American um, politics, in America, period. Hey, he's trying to stop it. We're asking ourselves what we're going to do about it. And uh, he's one of those who's doing something about it. So go to Stop the Steal, and um, you can engage with Ali. And we got to be a part of the, the solution. But this is the fear, and I'm going to talk about this when we come back. This is the concern. I'm not so much afraid of it, uh, not for myself individually, but my concern is there are people who will be racked with, I'm not afraid of COVID at all. But I know that there are people who are racked with fear over it. And yes, the immune system is actually more effective than the uh, virus, I mean, the uh, venom, the um, anti- antivirus. Yeah, the antivirus is 94% effective. The immune system, 99% of us get over it. Yeah. I'll be back. We'll talk. I'm CL. Worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day. In uh, the USA. Yeah, I was saying that when we left, and I know some people might uh, hear me say that and, and say, oh, wh- what's he talking about? It, you know, the, uh, the immune system's uh, more effective than the, the anti, the um, vaccine. Well, it is. The vaccine is uh, said to be 94% effective which means it works on 94% of people who use use it. They they get better or they don't get it or that, that's how effective it'll be. 94%. But the human immune system is 99%. Have you ever thought about that? 99% of the people who have gotten covid have gotten it, contracted it, didn't have a vaccine and survived. So the vaccine that they're coming out with actually is not as effective as your immune system. It's not. And so, you know, um, just Chew on that. Chew on that for for a while. Because the greatest source of suffering are the lies we tell ourselves. Oh, and hey, you, you can't tell me that we have not gone through suffering because of the lies that we have told ourselves and that we are telling ourselves about this pan this virus can't you see that in the places where they have been the most uh restrictive are actually the places where they are most uh infected Can't you see that? The places where they have been most restrictive are the places where they have been most affected. Los Angeles, New York City, you name them. Chicago, 
you name them, all, all the blue cities, all the big blue cities, you name them. The places where they have been restrictive are the places where they have been more cases when they're just cases. And that's where you have believed the lie. You believe the lie thinking that cases translates to deaths. It does not. Cases actually is good because it means that the herd is being immune. The herd is getting it. The herd is living and they're going on. And the herd is still reproducing. They're having children. And um, the herd is now immune. The children children from those in the herd who um, went on through and had COVID, yada, yada, they... They, um, they're immune. Should be. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they need a shot too. I don't know. But usually in herd immunity, you pass it on down through the, the, the bloodline. Yeah. So we're just like all other nations. If not for the presence of God, presence of God in this nation, which we just like all the rest of them. That's the see. That's what uh, was being said to or Moses was 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 being said was saying to God. I think that's the 33rd round the 33rd chapter of Exodus. Uh, Moses was saying, God, uh, you've shown me your glory, but um if you don't go with us, if if that presence that you have does not go with us, we're just like any other nation. And and friends, that is the basis of the Judeo Christian ethic. Is that we 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 ask for, we invite in the presence of God into the affairs of our lives and business. And it is corrects. It chastises it, um, you know, it it informs, teaches and breathes life. Yes. And, and, and we're just like any other nation. Just laws and people. You may have a sovereign, but it's a, another person that actually claims from God a right to rule over you. Here in America, that's not the case. There is no person, including the president of the United States, who has the right to rule over you. We give them, we lend to that office our power. And the sad thing about it is your representatives, your congressmen uh, and senators are selling you out. You are being sold out. And yes, because you're being sold out and because you're not standing up for what's necessary to keep your republic, a republic. (laughs) They are 
calling the shots for you without your consent. The biggest heist in American history, and that includes the heist of diamonds, that includes the heist of precious art, uh, cars, bank robberies, what have you. The biggest heist in American history has taken place in front of your very eyes. And as I said to you, David Copperfield could not have performed greater magic than was performed here. David Copperfield could not have made it uh, the airplane disappear the way it did make Trump disappear off of Air Force One and Biden appears on it. Copperfield couldn't have done it. But somehow we stood here watching them do it. We watched them do it. And we're still standing here with our mouths wide open. I've been a part of the fight. I've been on the ground up there. I've been trying to do what I can do. But what have you done? I have the right to ask that, you know, because it is our nation. And uh, if you're going to call it yours, I want to know what you've done for it. What do you what are you wanting to do? Have you been on on some street corners or what? What have you what are you doing? Knock any doors. Talk to your friends hmm? and church members. What have you? Lodge members. Talk to any of them. What are you doing? So we're trying to defend the minority. I see that Mike Pence is uh, trying to defend the majority. He's in Columbus, uh, Georgia. Uh, Yeah, defend the majority rally there in Columbus. And um, that's what we were talking to Ali about. This is what can happen. And uh, not really sure if if all of you uh, really followed uh, what can happen. But when there is uh, conflict between states like we're having now, and we come to the point of certifying this election, the certification can be held up. And he gave the section and the article, Download Free, The C.L. Bryant Show. I'm going back and listen to it myself. I did not know that, but Ali did share that with us. And so, even though, yeah, it does appear as though it could be over, to the carnal eye. I love the way Ali brought in the presence of God. By saying, but God may have a different plan, and he may. So we must fight on until the day is done. We have to fight on. I'll stand here until I can't fight anymore. And and, and that's, I, I pray, will be the spirit of you, Patriot. To stand there and fight until you cannot fight anymore. 
and all is lost. I mean, you'll know when to bail out. You'll know. You'll know when to bail. You'll know when to bail out. <laughs> I uh, what was this part of the Screaming Eagles? I, mean, I can't remember uh, what it was. But anyway, he jumped out of planes. Um, a good friend of mine he used to jump out of planes, and uh, he said there are times though, and he'd had to do this once or twice when the plane is going down and i said well w- when do you jump out of it he says you'll know you'll know you know when, <laughs> when it jump out <laughs> of the plane and um i'm gonna try to we're gonna try to fly this thing and and get to where we're going uh no doubt with everybody on board and we hope we can land this thing safely especially if we can now hold on to and this is what we're looking at now holding on to the uh the senate holding the majority um but you know if 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 we can't do that if if the plane begins to go down you know you'll know when to jump you'll know you'll know when to get out the the thing is though where do where do you go? I mean, what do you do? If America goes away, where do people go? You're not going to China. You're not going to Russia. Neither one of those. Well, you're not going to India, France. I don't know. Me, I would be headed down to New Zealand. Yeah, I'd be headed down to New Zealand. I'm CL. I'll be back after the top of the hour. And uh, Jad Miller is going to be my guest. And I certainly look forward to speaking with him right here on the CL Bryant Show. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation here daily from 12.05 in the East until... 2 p.m. in the same, and um, I am glad that you have um, been with us all this time, and I'm so glad that you have made us one of the most popular shows um, here in our lineup and uh, around the country, and I certainly am appreciative of that. And so, listen, folks, I'm coming back with uh, Dad the Mom. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show.
Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. You're right here with me on the American journey as we uh, travel full speed ahead into our American future. I'm telling you that we don't have any choice. We cannot stay stagnant, uh, folks. We must move forward. And uh, here on uh, the show, we want to build the bridge to conversation uh, with different people who, in fact, understand how that can occur. There are foundational things that um, have to occur in our nation for our nation to continue. Foundational things, foundational types of ethics, core values uh, that have to be uh, secured and one of the people that uh, my producer, Michelle, uh, has um, introduced me to, and of course, our, our guest uh, yesterday, Ken, he uh, introduced us to uh, this gentleman. His name is Chad Miller, and uh, he is a full-time stay-at-home dad, parenting blogger, and dadthemom.com is uh, one of his heartfelt works. And I'm so glad to welcome him to the C.L. Bryant Show for the first time. Chad Miller, welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, friend? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on. Glad that you're there. Give us the genesis of this concept that you have pushed so far forward. Dad the mom, talk to us about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a parenting blog, and I, uh, what happened is I wrote a few books, and right when I, my wife and I had a son, I started blogging about my adventures as a, a stay-at-home dad. And I realized, because um, I also had my real estate license at the time, I realized after working with a lot of young people that they really had no clue how real life works. You know, they didn't ha- know how real estate works or finances or insurance or, you know, how to even, you know, go and, and do a good resume or, or any of that stuff. So I started just kind of logging, at, you know, as I did my blog, I logged down all these real-life lessons that I found myself making mistakes with and, and other people. And uh, after a few years, I had 68 lessons that I put together in my first book, and it's for young adults that teaches them everything they need to know so that when they go out on their own for the first time when they're 18, they don't make dumb financial decisions that take years to recover from. Let me ask you this then, uh, seeing that there is, in, in some cases, a, a passing of, of a baton as far as the understanding of how to live your life and how life actually works. Where did we begin to uh, fail to pass that baton to the generation uh, coming behind us? Because at one time, I, I think uh, when you were in high school or wherever, the, the, the thing you wanted to do was get a job, get your place or get a car, you know, and, and, and make your own money. But somehow that has waned. What happened? Well, there's a, a multivariable aspect of what happened. But, you know, parents, our parents used to teach us how to survive, how to do things, but they also teach us their mistakes. You know, what they don't know, they pass along to their children. And on top of that, you have uh, the school system which um, is very focused on academics. It's focused on putting you into college, but it's not focused on preparing 
kids or young adults for the real world. So I think there's this kind of multi-angle problem that we're getting hit with uh, just from parents, you know, with having more responsibilities now. When I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, we didn't have the Internet or all this additional responsibilities to keep track of, which, of course, takes away from uh, the time we take to to teach our children these things. Absolutely. And one of your books is uh, Major Lessons for Minors. Tell us about that. What are some of the major, what, give us one or two major lessons that our minors need to hear. Well, a lot of it is just all kinds of different financial lessons, uh, things that they're going to have to go out and make immediate decisions on once they become an adult. And that's what I really focused on, the, the decisions that we make as young adults that really put us in a, a place of financial debt. They put us in a place that we don't want to be in and can't get out of. You know, I've seen uh, lots of young people sign uh, lease agreements on homes that they should have never signed, didn't know what they were doing. And uh, all these mistakes I've seen, I put in this book, so that uh, young adults can easily go back to the lesson right when they're dealing with it, read what they should do, and then apply it so they don't make those wise quotes and mistakes. So it's, it's everything from finances, how credit card works, how to build credit, how to rent or buy a house, how to get a car, insurance, how to pre- protect yourself in emergency situations without having to get a car accident, even how to negotiate. You know, they never, nobody teaches me or anybody how to negotiate. So I had to learn that stuff on my own. Wow. And uh, I think one of the most important skills we can pass down to our kids is to learn to negotiate. And you know, that is absolutely true. You have to learn how to haggle a little bit, folks. Let me ask you this then, because you did mention on a couple of occasions uh, the finances and credit cards and that type thing. Even though uh, we have been experiencing a boon in this country, if you had yourself positioned well, you did well. But so many were affected by the coronavirus. How is our future looking from your perspective as we travel into our American future? How will it affect young people? Well, you know, it it makes me nervous because before corona, we had this epidemic of financial debt that was targeted towards young people. And you can see that with the, uh, the school loan debt being the highest, most ridiculous debt in the country. And then on top of that, you have credit card offers being sent to people before they even graduate high school. And these are being sent that are very difficult to understand. They have no clue how credit cards work, and they're being sent these offers where they can go out, get a credit And, of course, that just makes the banks more money. The stupider you are, the more money you make for the banks. The stupider you are. Folks, I want you to hear that. The stupider you are, the more money you make for the bank. Unload the debt, folks. Unload the debt. In fact, I paid off a mortgage yesterday. I certainly did. Unload debt, folks. It feels so good. Let me ask you this. Um, Tell us how can folks get a hold of your work? How do they get a hold of you if they wanted to bring you to a church, a synagogue, a a mosque, whatever that that they want you to speak at? Uh, How do they do that? Yeah, so the best way to get a hold of me is to go to my website, which is MajorLifeLessons.com. Major Life Lessons, exactly how it sounds. And you can go there. You can uh, contact me. You can buy books. And all the books that I sell through that specific site uh, are signed by me, the author, and I write a nice message in them. And, of course, you could always go to Amazon and Kindle to uh, download the books or buy a, a print copy from Amazon as well. So the books are 
absolutely available. I'm available. I love to speak to young people, especially because there's so much information that just makes their, their minds light up when I talk about it, especially when I start talking about intellectual property and, and things that have to do with entrepreneurship, because I think that's lacking so much in our country is the push for young people to be their own self-sufficient business owners, to not rely on others, to not rely on the government. And you know what, Chad, um, that is actually within the DNA of uh, our nation. We, we are all we are all a nation of entrepreneurs. We came here and had to start doing something in order to subdue the land and, and make it be what it is. And uh, regardless right. of how you came to these shores, you had to you had to carve your way regardless. And that's how we've gotten here. We've we've all survived it. And uh, so let's move forward. But is there really uh, what does you mentioned the word that you it, it sort of it sort of frightens you it, it it sort of frightens you the prospects of what could happen in our American future is that centered around our young people's frivolity of uh, what uh, economics and what finance is all about is it could that actually be uh, one of the the, the real uh, stumbling blocks of our American future? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know what it comes down to the biggest changes occur when you target children. And you've seen this with, uh, with some of the political targeting and some of the things where they target kids with certain ideas, and these ideas are put in front of them before anything else. And then once they're kind of locked into that pattern, you have to fight really hard to get them out of it. So that's why I, I target my books, uh, both of my books, for parents to teach their kids not only the real-life lessons, but the, the things they need to know so that they're prepared for later on in life, like hard work, ethic, manners, how to treat people, those types of things, which I teach in my second book, um, are great to instill in your children before they reach the age of five. You know, uh, I'm just really intrigued with it. My producer was intrigued with you. And um, I want all of you to go to MajorLifeLessons.com. MajorLifeLessons.com. Thank you so much for listening to the C.L. Bryan Show Daily. My guest today is Chad Miller, and uh, he's a stay-at-home dad, and he's been telling us a lot of things about it. We're going to hear from him just a little bit here uh, uh, more as he tells us how uh, to get in touch with him and how to get his work again. But if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and you will see. The Red State Talk Billboard, the Talk Monster, largest talk platform in the nation, our parent station, and uh, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up on that billboard. No CL's face is looking right back at you, about a half block from where they're going to drop the big ball, but I don't think there's going to be any people there, folks, and that is is a shame and so there's a lot of things that we have to overcome and there's a lot of things we have to face and the real world is one of them Chad Miller has dedicated his life to uh, making that world real for young people so that they can understand how to approach it Chad tell the folks again before we go any further uh, about dadthemom.com yeah, absolutely. So as, as a new stay-at-home parent, I started documenting um, what my uh, experiences were raising my son. And I started to realize, and this is, this is what happens when I'm put in these situations, I realize there's lots of issues and things that need to be taken care of or made easier for people. And the thing with parenting, when I became a parent, 
I started to look for things to do with my son, parks to take him, events to, to take him to. And I realized that you had to go to multiple places, multiple websites, just to find what's going on, to find what the local events are. And so I not only started documenting myself as a parent, but also putting all this pertinent information together, consolidating it in one place so that parents can go find exactly what's going on and not waste time going all over the Internet when they could be spending time with their kids. That's excellent. That is excellent. And uh, how do they engage with you again? Talk to us. Tell us again. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all over social media, of course. But uh, my parenting blog is dadthemom.com. And the reason I, I named it Dad the Mom is because as a stay-at-home dad, you know, dads, moms, it doesn't matter who the stay-at-home parent is. You can do any role in the house. And dads can be just as good of, of, of a stay-at-home parent as moms can. And moms can make just as much money, you know, working outside the home while the dad stays at home, which is what my situation is. So, uh, you know, people can go right to my blog, see what I'm all about. There's tons of great information, recipes, uh, local events if you're local, plus great articles that uh, are just great for parents overall. And, of course, the cutest little boy you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> no doubt about it. It sounds like a real proud papa there, and and, uh, and rightly so. Listen, God bless you, and God keep you. Uh, Michelle and I would like to have you on regularly and uh, to promote your work and to see what uh, the journey is, where the journey is taking you. Uh, continue to fight the good fight, Chad Miller. And uh, I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Talk to you soon, friend. Thank you so much. Thank you, Seal. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Chad Miller. And um, you know what? I really, really like uh, that guy. Uh, I, I, I just love uh, the spirit that comes uh, uh, from him. And so this is what I'm saying to you folks. Uh, if we, um, as um, Americans... If, if we are not um, vigilant, that we'll lose the freedom. T.J., Thomas Jefferson, uh, the old white man, you know, um, that's what he told us. He says the price of your liberty will be eternal vigilance. In other words, you, 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 you can't allow yourself to be deceived. I mean, oh, hey. Uh, yeah, the greatest source of pain are the lies we tell ourselves. All right? And so, wake up, fess up, move on. All of us have to fess up sometimes, and it's hard to do. I'm doing it. Had to. You should do it too. Fess up. It's the only way to get back in uh, hand on the throttle, eye on the rail. That's the only way to do it. So go ahead and fess up. And uh, tell God you failed, you're sorry, and move on. Let him forgive you. And you forgive you. People may never do that. But you do it. So... This is what we find to be important now. First, you talk about an election as Ali came on, Ali Alexander came on. 
first you find an election that is stolen. And then (laughs) you uh, have a coming generation. Chad Miller was telling us about this. That they don't know how to handle money. They don't know how to handle themselves. They don't know anything about that. They don't know. They don't know. And you know what's sad, too? Is that they don't know they don't know. Oh, my God. They don't know that they don't know. And, of course, all of us, we have things about ourselves that we don't know we don't know. But, uh, you know. You know what? If we pay attention, we can save it. But if we don't, it's gone. You know, I'm not even sure if Nancy Pelosi is going to survive this. If she doesn't, if she, if she doesn't hold on to the speaker's chair, you can, she'll, they'll be the back end of her. She's gone. And, uh, I don't know. She'll write her memoirs and uh, do whatever nips and tucks she needs to do because uh, that's <laughs> Nancy looks good. Look, Nancy, 80, 80 years old. Yeah, she's 80, I think. And um, looks great. And but if Acacia leads the rebellion to overthrow her where does that lead you? Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? And Acacia is leaving a rebellion to overthrow her, except there's no, the bench isn't that deep. And they can't afford a real civil war. They're just going to lose the whole thing and uh, the presidency will be for nothing. Joe Biden won't be president anyway, the way I'm seeing it. The way a lot of people are seeing it. We'll talk about it. Uh, Aja Smith will be my special guest uh, when we return. Aja Smith is going to give us her take on the craziness that's happening in Los Angeles and uh, the Southern California. And um, I'll talk to you. Just a minute. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop.
hands are lifted high. Our hearts are bowing in reverence. CL back with you on this great, great day in the USA. You know why it's so great? Because we are still the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. That's who we are. And folks, I want to tell you this. I, I want to tell you this. Um, if if there is nothing that you have, uh, there's no purpose in life that you have discovered that you'll be willing to to lay down your life for, to die for. Some of you, it might be your family, uh, you know, then perhaps you, you haven't um, found uh, a real purpose to live, except go to bed, get up, and, you know, sleep. Yeah. If that's the only purpose that you have, you know, what is your life? There's a difference in having life and living. Oh, my goodness. I always try to strive to live. Uh, you know, if I can, I, I like, I like living and I don't like dead things. I don't like things that are sagging or dragging. I like living. And, um, I look of course to the hills that come my health and there's no doubt my help, my help cometh from the Lord. That is the only thing that has sustained me. Through it all, it's the only thing, and um, I'm grateful for that. Uh, grateful for youth, even in my maturity, I'm grateful for it. Uh, grateful that um, we still are able to worship in our church anyway. I don't know about the rest of you, but our church anyway, we still worship spirit, truth. We, we, we worship. And uh, now you can just be pious in your worship. No doubt about it. But praise is always an outward expression. Oh, that's what Jeremiah was talking about last night. Praise is always an outward expression. Yeah. You can worship, but praise is a whole different ball game. And so, friends, when we um, understand why we stumble through life the way we have been stumbling through. It's because we've taken our eyes off of who we are, our purpose. So let's not lose sight. Aja Smith is coming up. Um, she's congressional, 41st congressional district uh, candidate was. And um, I certainly hope that she runs again. But she's going to be my guest here in just a few minutes. And uh, she's going to give us uh, some insight into her, the race, the race says there in California and the looniness that's going on there. And people, I'm telling you, people are bailing out of California. And we're going to talk about that uh, when Aja comes on here in just a few seconds. Um, 
I'm telling you that the chickens, as far as these blue states are concerned, you can see them coming home to roost. They're, they're coming in. They're coming home to roost. And, 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 and friends, um, I'm also saying to you that places that we have been able to identify as vacation destinations that were at one time expensive are going to be inexpensive because they're going to be wanting, they're going to be desperately wanting to keep their doors open. You're going to be able to stay at the Drake in San Francisco. Not that you want to stay at the Drake in San Francisco anymore because I I understand that there's human excrement out there. Yeah, I once went out to do a wedding. They put me up at the Drake. Well, I think it was up on Knob Hill. (laughs) Hoity-toity. And uh, you could you can you're gonna be able to go to all kinds of places cheap because of the crackdowns and the breakdowns in economic um, and economics and in our prosperity. I uh, want to welcome back to the show someone who I uh, have um, learned to and am learning to admire as I watch her. Uh, social media and and so forth, and then my producer seems to be very much taken with her, uh, and that's Aja Smith. She ran for California's forty first, and um, it was a, uh, it was a successful bid, even though she failed to gain the office. But we're going to go at him again. I certainly hope. I want her to give us an idea of what happened there in the race, and also Aja, I'd like for you to talk to us about the looniness craziness is going on in Southern California. How are you doing? And welcome back. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing great. God is good and still pushing the fight. God is good and she's still pushing the fight. Well, let's start with this, Aja. Uh, There is a certain, um, I guess, exodus going on from from California, period. Correct. Give us an idea of what you are feeling as a, you're a native Californian, aren't you? Born and raised, California girl with Southern roots. <laughs> That's right. Talk to us. About, <laughs> talk to us about um, what what is causing it. What's happening? Well, you, you know, for the last fifteen to twenty years, California politics has went further, further left. With progressives taking over every seat of uh, local government, regional government, and state government, and high taxes, um, no caring for small business owners, letting prisoners out of prison, and everything else. And we had Elon Musk. I mean, he's. I, I guess he's liberal or, or left, and he left. He went to Texas. We had Toyota manufacturing go to Texas. We had Hewlett Packard leave out the state. And a lot of people, and I explained to people, even as a business major, this is not good for our economy here in California, even though our governor and opposition say, well, we're the fifth largest economy in the world. And I'm like, you know, I, I hate to say it, but we don't really have a pot to piss in because <laughs> we, we, we it, 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 and it's true. And excuse my language if I offend anybody, no. but we don't where the taxes are going up. 
uh, there's no place to live for people to have affordable housing. Homelessness is growing. We have a poor educational school system here where we were once ranked a long time ago. Everybody came to California to retire because we had great weather, great beaches. That's right. And it was a great place to come and even world attractions, Hollywood, Disneyland, you name it. And now it's looking like a third world country here. And you're trying to explain, especially as me as a candidate, and my fight will not stop to those who are moderate Democrats and those who are in the center, in the middle, that do you really like what's going on around here? And they say, no, we don't like what's going on, but they keep voting for these progressive far-left policies, thinking, well, I'll vote for this person again and maybe they'll change. No, it's like a broken clock. you got to really start thinking about your values. You have to start thinking about public safety and your well-being. And to get candidates and people like myself who are running for these offices that we have a better solution than the incumbents and those who are far left who are implementing higher taxes and regulations where you can't even open up a uh, lemonade stand without the government coming down on you. And that is the saddest thing about it, Aja. You know, you bring up something here that we uh, certainly need to talk about. You uh, state that uh, California is the fifth largest um, economy in the world. But what people don't realize is that that can go away. And yes. uh, we, we also don't realize that America, if she decides to go away, if she goes away, she may not return. And, friends, that would be a sad thing. California, as Aja uh, described it, I, re- I remember that California. I'm, I'm somewhat older than you, uh, Aja. <laughs> I remember that uh, that California where people were going to. Most of our uh, folks uh, that are out there came from here, you know, in places south, right. like, you, like you said, you know. And so yes. um, uh, what is it that young people don't understand about their American future? Talk to us about that. What they don't understand and me talking to them and some of them are kind of seeing the light as I just talk to them normally and not bash them or degrade them. I tell them you need to read the American politics. You really need to start learning the difference between capitalism and communism and socialism. You need to start researching Mao and Stalin and, and yeah, they teach them Hitler, but you know, Hitler was bad, but they never teach them the real uh, Eastern European policies, the Bolsheviks, and and what they're seeing and what they're being um, taught in schools and especially in public universities, and that capitalism is bad and you know socialism is great, but it never worked. It's never been proven to work, and that's why we've had um, you know World War Two, World War One, and Eastern Europe fell with the USSR and everything else. And I tell them, you really need to start opening up your mind and expanding your mind on why we as conservatives, and especially myself as conservative Republican, the free market, I, you know, the late great Walter Williams just passed away. Yeah, and I yeah. really wish I had met him and start looking at those videos and reading their perspective and why we fight for what we do on the right versus what you think is great on the far left does not work for everybody. You have immigrants who are coming from communist, you know, from communist countries in Cuba. You have to really start listening to what they're saying. If we're such a horrible racist country in the world, why do we have so many immigrants flocking here? Because they want the opportunity. 
And that rhetoric that I see, especially with the younger people with Antifa, even um, the organization BLM, I can't say all of BLM because I actually know some people who do disagree with some of the rhetoric. But they said, you know, yes, we do believe in capitalism. We do believe in economic freedom. And I tell them, you know, you're sounding like a conservative here. And they, they get all bent out of shape. But it's funny. And to really start... You know, the party, the Republican Party, the GOP, they really need to start messaging a little bit better, actually much better, especially to the younger generation and how to do better community outreach year round. Not the day of the election you're doing community outreach, but year round like the Democrats do. You need to start getting involved in the school board meetings and start challenging some of these elected people who are on the school board who want to push a far left ideology in our schools. And that's where it all begins. It all begins in the school system, whether you're in charter school, private school, or even public school. And I went to both private and public, and I mm-hmm. turned out pretty good. Uh-huh. But I, I I, learned. My grandmother made me learn, and so did my grandfather. They were United States Air Force veterans. My grandfather made me learn about communism and socialism because he fought three wars. And and so I, I was very blessed to give an, give that you know have that opportunity given to me yeah and i tried to do that with other young people and that's what we need to do is start mentoring and start explaining why what they believe and think it's right it doesn't work you know you mentioned uh sometimes that we have we run into a lack of understanding of world uh knowledge and how things work you mentioned mal you mentioned the bolshevik revolution and and uh, what people need to understand and i'm always encouraged when i speak to someone who who understands that there are roots to certain things that you mm-hmm. need to understand and what caused them what 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 mal was thinking what the bolsheviks were were thinking when this revolution happened. And so uh, these are things that help us secure and understand changes and evolutions in our own society. And uh, as long as you and people like you uh, approach young people with those questions, do you know about this or do you know about that, then uh, I think uh, we might be able to somewhat save the day. Now, your run for office, I want you to tell us, uh, I have looked at your candidacy. I have, uh, when you first came on the show, uh, a couple of months, several months ago now, when you first came on the show, I, of course, looked at what you were doing. I just can't see how they did not elect you. You tell me why. Well, <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I have to say I, I did start late because um, some people say, you know, maybe it's not an excuse or excuse, but a year prior, my grandmother was diagnosed with terminal cancer. So mm-hmm. for a whole entire year, she was... You know, we all lived together, and um, she was on hospice at home. So it, it, my whole entire year before I officially ran was concentrated in helping my mom and the hospice nurse to taking care of her. So yeah. after she passed away, that's when I announced. She told me to run again, and I, I will be right by your side and really try to help you. But, 
you know, fundraising money. You do need money. We, yeah. we do need a lot of money, but we also need more support from the party. And that's from all levels of the party yeah. and with volunteers and to help get the word out. And this time around, I even sought out local endorsements from my local sheriff, Chad Bianco, who's been on the news and he's awesome. The California Fraternal Order of Police, because my opponent who got reelected again, oh, um, he was pushing the rhetoric of defund the police. So a lot of the police unions started backing me, but it was also trying to message with, as I say, with the no party preference and the independence to get them start understanding and engaging. This is what Mark Takano is about. He, he wants to defund the police. He wants to raise your taxes. He wants to get rid of gig workers and he, he wants to implement in universal health care. He doesn't care about small businesses. And that's what the backbone of my community, 41, we have a lot of small businesses and are owned by minorities. And so it's really to try to get that message year round, not the day of election, but a year before, you know, you announce and to start going to community events and start getting involved more. And also, I tell people it is kind of hard to break with, you know, trying to get into the college students' heads. But at the same time, I said, if you can help change one, you can help change more. And if, and to me, that's a great accomplishment. And if we really band together as messaging and messaging and really get involved with different, um, you know, like the Chamber of Commerce and going to different clubs and the Rotary Clubs and really start talking about these issues, we can flip this seat back to red. This seat used to be red up until 2012. So wow. there is a way. Uh, Aja, I want you to stay with me. Don't go anywhere. I want to talk about uh, Biden, Kamala Harris, and uh, <laughs> what happens after uh, this very short uh, interlude. And uh, I, on with me is Aja Smith, uh, congressional candidate, uh, 41 there in California. And uh, if I uh, have any influence, I, I want to see her or send to something that she would want to have. I think a, a mind like hers uh, would certainly help us all. If, in fact, we wake up, that's exactly what's necessary. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. My special guest uh, here is Aja, Aja Smith. We're going to return with her in just a few moments. All of my friends throughout the uh, fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face on the face of the planet know that Aja, she wore the uniform of our nation and so did her forebearers as mine did and uh, let me tell you something Uh, this is because we stand on the shoulders of people like Walter Williams uh, who was a great great man mentor and uh, Herman Cain a great man and still with us is Dr. Soul Thomas Soul still with us and uh, he was in my film Uh, Dr. Soul was uh, was gracious enough to give us an interview, and then he became a real, real mentor. And you talk about a, a giant. He's one. Well, I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life you thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. And Aja had to... Uh, leave, I believe, uh, Michelle, is that what I'm understanding? Okay. And, um, but I thank her for her, um, time here today and wanted to, um, get you to know how to get in touch with her, um, and bring her to a place, a church, synagogue, a mosque, what have you. I don't know. Um, wherever you are. Because the types of things that she's talking about sharing with our young people is important. Very important. Back when I was going to school and, you know, I used to hear my father and my grandfather talk about. And they'd be sitting pretty much like I'm sitting now with my legs crossed and um, leaning back and. Uh, they be talking about back when I <laughs> back when back when I was uh, going to school. <laughs> we had we had civics and all kind of stuff. I don't think they teach that anymore, do they? They don't teach civics anymore, do they? State history? How about how about that? We had Louisiana state history and all of that. Oh, we studied about uh, the kingfish, Huey Long, and baptized my tonsils. I mean, baptized my throat. I don't have any tonsils anymore. Give it a little water. Uh, yeah, we studied we studied state history. We knew about our state. You know, Jimmy Davis and Earl Long, Russell. We knew about our state. And the Longs pretty much ran it for a long time. <laughs> the Longs ran it for a long time. Yeah, I'm down there in Winville. And um, folks, young people don't know anything about American history. Jesse Waters used to do this thing when he was doing that for um, O'Reilly. And I knew, I've, I've known Jesse since he was producer, a producer on the O'Reilly show. He was booking O'Reilly's guest. And the first time I was on O'Reilly, it was Jesse Waters who set me up with a guy named Porter Berry. And uh, I got in there. And I guess Porter, Porter's still doing his thing. He, Porter's a big time, big deal uh, producer. But Porter booked me for the first time on uh, Bill O'Reilly when I was first on Bill. And um, I think it was two, maybe two, maybe three times I was on Bill and then Sean and I became real good friends. And, and um, Glenn 
and I became real good friends. But the point that I'm getting at is nobody is telling the story about America, and Jesse did what's going on in America, and Jesse did this thing that really made, it should make you think. When someone asked who was the first president of the United States to a person under 25, or may I ask you, whatever you are, whatever age you are, How do I know you don't know? How do I know you know? Huh? I don't know that you don't know. Do you? Who was first president of the United States? I'm asking you. Oh, and your thing is now, you don't have to ask nothing. You, you, you Google it, look at it, and forget it. You got the you got the name. You got the answer. It's like looking on somebody else's paper and cheating. Thank you, Susan Keith. <laughs> oh, Susan, I, I ran into Susan uh, at uh, something for Mario uh, last year, and um, Jane was still uh, with us, and I told Jane that. And we all laughed about it. Uh, I told Jane that if not for Susan Keith, I would have failed mathematics. <laughs> In the 10th grade. Um, and I didn't I didn't have to get them all. I get all of the answers. I knew some of them. <laughs> but bless her heart. She knew that I didn't know. And unlike some, I knew that I didn't know. And Susan knew that I didn't know. But she was my friend. Ran into her, bless her. Uh, And I told her we all just had a great laugh. It's great to run into people who you knew from school where you were learning things about your country, and your state. We had world history. I don't even know if they have that anymore. If they do, they are probably changing it because of the cancel culture that we have allowed to take shape. Now, when you start getting rid of uh, things that have Abraham Lincoln on it, yeah, all the pennies have to go. And But, you know, how stupid are we going to get with this? How stupid are are we going to get with this? Anybody? Anybody? I tell you how stupid it can get. Oh, somebody's going to complain about MLK being up there. If they dare. Oh, my goodness. You realize that that is a, in this world that you live in, it's a shootable, they'll shoot you for saying something like that, man. Man, it sometimes make you want to go live in a tree somewhere as nutty as this thing has gotten. Makes you want to go and live in a tree. 
Hey, I got to tell you something. Um, we don't know what's going to happen in five months, six months down the road. We have uh, impending, pending January 5th, which is, um, what, two weeks, two and a half weeks away. We have impending outcome of where America goes next. Used to, you wouldn't have to, you know, you couldn't answer that question. Now you can't. America goes next to the socialist boneyard if you let this happen in Georgia and they lose those Senate seats. Hold on to one, you're okay. Lose them both. Game, set, match. It's over. And it's going to be real over because um, the only thing, you know what? God, I believe, keeps doing this. It's a good indication and it's a bad indication. Because there is brewing in the Democrat Party right now. uh, Big animosity, a rift even, if you want to call it that. Between... Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and Ocasio-Cortez. There's a rift. There's a rift. Oh, my goodness, there's a rift there. Always has been. And uh, Nancy may be the one who goes away um, losing her marbles to ocasio you know, that phrase comes from the when a kid loses his marbles or somebody gets pretty mad about it. Gets pretty upset, right? Throws a fit. <laughs> Man, I had a, uh, that's what, this one thing my daddy always told me, he says, uh, gambling's the stupidest thing in the world. Uh, why? He says, because you go and give those people your money and they don't have to give you nothing. I've always remembered that. And I learned that lesson the hard way. And American children are learning this, going to learn this lesson the hard way financially and economically if they don't listen to people like Chad Miller. I learned the lesson the hard way. I had a beautiful, what we used to call a cat eye marble. And, uh, boy, I put it all in. I just knew I could take this guy out shooting marbles. He got my cat eye. So I know what it means to lose your <laughs> Oh yeah, I got highly upset, but I got that cat eye back. Um <laughs> Sure did. Now now hear this. Now hear this. If we are vigilant, steadfast, and be unmovable in our resolve to hold the Senate in Georgia. 
life won't be as difficult because I am telling you, you are at the point where there is going to be very little straw to make brick if we lose this thing. Are you hearing me? Oh, you make mud. You can always make mud. But very little straw to make brick and think about it. It's going to take even more brick made. Even more money made to sustain what we got. And we're going to have very few straws to mix in to make the brick. Very few. It uh, is boiling down to what are you prepared to do? All the words have been batted around on this nation, on this station, this, this radio program, rather, because my thoughts are my own. The words have been batted around on this show today that did include upheavals. Even the word revolution was used. And Americans, I want you to know that right now there are people who know that they stand ready for revolution if it comes about, if it's necessary. Oftentimes, the tree of liberty is watered by the blood of patriots and tyrants. We may be in one of those times. We'll hang together. We'll surely hang separate conservatives, liberals. um, You liberals will get us. They will get us. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, may God bless and keep you all. I'm just a pilgrim on this road.